John readings today in the greater Cincinnati area are on... Authentic spookerosity. Don't settle for smelly, stinky, no good, dry. <laughs> Too bad while driving a stolen truck with a giant scorpion dog could not explain their nudity. Autobots transform. <laughs> Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 19 of Transformers Energon. It is Battle Stations. And we are driving through the city of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Paul, I think we should go and see the Taft Museum on this trip. Oh, man, I want to go see a Bengals game. Hey, Lou, why don't we pull over? Just sit there and do your show, would you? Uh, this episode was written by Shoji Tanoki, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Rodimus revealed himself to be a chump who would absolutely <laughs> purchase beachfront property in the desert. And in this episode, <laughs> Kicker recaps the last, like, four episodes in case you just tuned in. Mm -hmm. He tells us about how Alpha Q is almost all set to revive Unicron, their ultimate enemy, and Rodimus is helping him, and he just goes on and on, and yeah, this starship of theirs is, like, bringing a hammer to a rocket launcher fight to quote an Xbox buddy of mine, but they're going to give it the old college try anyway. Yeah, and you're not kidding when you say Kicker keeps talking because they, you know, Optimus has some lines. I think um, uh, Maureen talks for a bit and <laughs> I think Kicker even talks to like other Autobots and then he has more voiceover and he just keeps going on and on about stuff we already know and it's three minutes of screen time um, <laughs> and like little happens. Well, at one point, they deploy all the antennae, which is the plural of that word, if it's attached to an insect. But if they're part of a machine, it's antennas. Misha lights up the Energon grid thing, and off we go, and they're just plowing through all the debris. And inside, because I think their plan is get inside Unicron and, you know, activate this thing. But inside Unicron, Snowcat is worried, but Megatron, who has all the cables hooked up to him, tells him, pipe down, those idiots have no idea what's coming. Now, I gotta admit, Paul, this is, you know, shit went over my head, what can I say, I guess? But this was the first time in the series where I thought, wait a minute. Megatron's inside Unicron now? Because I thought he was in the old destroyed hall of Unicron, and I guess this is refixed up, but I initially thought that this was, like, a new Unicron. I think anyway, this is just what it looks like now that he's, you know, been improving it with all the energy on he's been taking, yeah. He looks just like he did in Armada because we're back in the same story. Uh, anyway, he has Unicron open fire, and the, uh, it, yeah, big laser battle starts. Yeah, and Optimus tells Hotshot and Inferno, stand by to commence the attack, and then one second later he says, commence attack! And they start <laughs> blasting at Unicron through their shield somehow. And Kicker said, oh shit, it isn't even or what's the line? Uh, it isn't even dead. Oh shit, what are we going to do now? And what they do now is the trench battle scene from the end of Star Wars. But rather than get out there in the old TIE fighter, Megatron just starts transforming that part of Unicron to crush them. Which is clever. I mean, it's Transformers transforming to their own benefit. Like, it works. It's what they should be doing. Optimus was kind of foolish to think he could you know, get in there, but he realizes it was a bad idea, and he's like, alright, retreat, run away! And as they fly out, all these panels closing in, like, rip the Energon antennas off of the ship. Yeah, the antennae. <laughs> and Optimus tells Inferno to give it all it's got, as if he hadn't thought of that, but I guess he hadn't thought of that, because he does, and the ship is... 
still getting ripped apart as it flies through the closing tunnel, but they manage to escape. Uh, yeah, this is when Melanie says, hey, the um, antennas are, are messed up, and the Omnicons can just repair them, but not from inside. No well, yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, so they'll have to go out. And <laughs> like the kicker's like, hey, cool guys, but uh, Unicron is right behind, or Unicron is following us, and they have to turn around and look, and he's right behind them. Yeah, he's chasing them, and Optimus How suggests... How need Kicker to tell you that? <laughs> the gravity alone should be pulling you in, but anyway, but Optimus suggests luring Unicron into the space bridge. Okay. Sure. Why will that work? Doesn't matter. Is Mark going to tell us? No. Uh, so they do, do, they go towards the space bridge. Uh, the Decepticons start following them, like all the ones who had been attacking the ship, the tidal wave in them. Um, and Okay, I love this. Oh, no, wait. What I love doesn't happen yet because a couple of the Autobots, uh, like Optimus goes out, does his Voltron moment, and they stand on the deck of the ship firing back, even though this ship has lasers. Yes, exactly. Did they not put one single gun on the back of this fucking thing? But yeah, Optimus forms Voltron, Inferno, and Hotshot Powerlink. And I guess Inferno was Willie the Jackass this time. He's the front end of the horse. <laughs> and Optimus tells them to open fire but stay close to the ship. The ship they're standing on? Yeah, yeah, stay close <laughs> to that one. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Anyway, they get through the warp gate uh, or the space bridge. The Decepticons follow them. And then this is what I love because Unicron comes up and right away you can tell that it's like the warp gate is the size of Unicron's mouth. I keep saying warp gate. I should say space bridge. It's the side of Unicron's mouth. And then they, they just shoot it from different angles. They show one of his horns go through and then a super close up where you can just see the edge of it and parts of the ship go through. And then they cut away again and just the tail end of Unicron is going through. So they cut the whole thing without ever once having to show the logical and physical impossibility of shoving something as big as Unicron through a hole that's a third of its size. The old uh, golf ball through a garden hose expression. But anyway, watching all this from Unicron's head are Alpha Q and Rodimus and Ironhide and Scorponok. And Rodimus says this battle is out of his hands now. And then Ironhide wakes up because Scorponok tossed him there last episode. Uh, and then we're inside the space bridge and why does it look like this? Why doesn't it look like the road from the first, you know, 10 episodes when they would go on a space bridge? Why did they completely change the visual look of the space bridge mid, not even mid-show in the first third of this show? Well, yeah, because before, wasn't it almost like Rainbow Road when they went through this? Where they're like skidding and drifting and shit on this. I don't yeah. And I get this is a bigger ship, but just give it a bigger Rainbow Road or something. Yeah. Whatever. They change everything. <laughs> bigger drifting. But yeah, back with Kicker. I hope they sent George Lucas a check because this is yet another Star Wars reference. The Empire Strikes Back, I guess. Uh, where Leia, I mean Kicker, knows Ironhide is in trouble back in Bespin. I mean Unicron. And he wants the Omnicons to drop him off just before the Sky Bridge. Sure, why not? Okay. And, and, and conveniently, it's like right there. It just it just like flies by. Yep, he's gonna go after Ironhide because he's his partner and all. And Misha tells him to reconsider. And now I guess Optimus is on Kicker's side. He tells him, "You do what you have to do. Just don't do anything stupid." And of course, he's not gonna do anything stupid, Optimus. And Kicker flies from the Autobot ship towards the space bridge at the end of this warp tunnel. And now Grindor is here, and he transforms into Kicker's hover jet thing, and Kicker jumps on. And I, I think commercial break. No? 
doesn't matter. Uh, we, we go uh, back to Rodimus. Um, this is when they notice again Ironhide's awake. So uh, I don't know why, but Alpha Q is like, hey, Scorponok, go take care of him. Yeah, go tend to him, I think he says. Well, I, I really wish that if they had have just once in the last episode said, here was the test he passed. Here was the thing he did that was Scorponok's test, and this is why they all trust him. I would buy more of this, but I don't get any of it. Yeah, but Ironhide finally meets Alpha Q, and we go back to Kickers standing on top of Grindor, just sailing through space, wondering which way to go to find Ironhide, and then Misha flies up behind him in a small spaceship of her own. I'm thinking, is that sure shock? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, it's a weird-looking spaceship, but it, yeah, it shows up. Uh, then we're back with the Decepticons, and in their uh, battle with the ship, this is when they all transform, right? Yeah, because now Snowcat transforms, and sure enough, he looks exactly like the G.I. Joe Snowcat. And Demolisher, as we know, is a, as a dump truck, and I don't know why Demolisher figured that a yes. better uh, approach to take in a space battle than being a giant robot with an artillery mounted everything on your shoulder is to turn into a dump truck. Yep, he's working at a local 78, 78, 78, <laughs> but Optimus orders all engines to full and strong arm even points out were pointed at Unicron when no they are not in fact at all but yes Skyblast tells him ah do what you told so back with Kicker and Moose uh, <laughs> she's like hey Ironhide's my friend too I can help which credit where credit's due they did some setting up at the beginning of this series that showed the two of them did have some history together so I like that um, and then we go back to the battle with the in the space warp bridge whatever crap and uh, Unicron is like hitting the ship like you said they're not even pointing at it and then, oh, is this when they get out of the ship or the warp gate or the fucking space bridge? Ah, this episode. Well, yeah, Optimus hopes the ship will hold together now that a much larger object, Unicron, has hit it and didn't destroy it in space. So the force acting on it now that they're touching each other wouldn't matter. But eh, never mind. But then Optimus tells Rad that it's all up to him now, like Red and yeah, they all get out of the space bridge, including a very clearly hand-drawn picture of Unicron, and they're in orbit of Cybertron. Yeah, we're at Cybertron, and I guess Optimus knew what was happening, because Rad's like, hey, I'm turning on the grid, and he turns the Energon grid around, on around Cybertron, and then it blasts, Me or not Megatron, a Unicron, who starts to transform. Yeah, Megatron tries transforming Unicron's arms out to slap Cybertron away. I guess he slapped at that shit. And <laughs> did it look to you like it went to commercial break here for you, too? We're watching this on Tubi, dear listener. Yeah. It looked to me like somebody fucked up on the editing reel, because it's it's about a shot of unit like, there's a shot of Unicron pulling out, and then it just, it's a bad cut to blackness for I don't know, half a second, and then we come back to the laser blast hitting Unicron. Yep, and it destroys Unicron's arms, and well, that's all Megatron's gonna put up with for one day. He's gonna destroy Cybertron, and Unicron starts moving in, and Cybertron starts firing all <laughs> the guns at Unicron. Yeah. yeah, there's a shot where it's like, you can see cracks going across the entire surface of Unicron, yeah. and it completely explodes and rips apart, and then everybody inside is fine, and the interior is fine, <laughs> but when we cut to the outside of them uh, flying away um, like the ass end of Unicron is just the shell is missing 
Yeah, it shows Unicron flying away, and Rad has them locked on, and he fires again, but they space bridge away before Rad can shoot them, and back with Kicker and Misha. He's still trying to contact Ironhide telepathically now, I guess, but then his hairdo alarm goes off, and he tells Misha to take cover, however she'd do that inside her spaceship, like fly away would be a better thing to tell her, man. But they didn't even have to take cover, because like the sh the thing that comes out of the warp gate slowly comes at them, and they both just sit there and go, oh, oh, oh. So you didn't have to move at all. <laughs> it's Rodimus's ship, and then it shows Kicker and Misha standing on Rodimus's ship talking to him, and did you notice her hair comes out of the back of her helmet? Like, she would die in a matter of seconds if she went out into space wearing that. Oh, we've done that to death. Alpha Q thinks Optimus is trying to destroy Unicron's body, and Rodimus can't understand why Optimus didn't listen to him when he offered him absolutely no evidence to prove that Alpha Q had benevolent intentions, that he was going to use Unicron to build schools and hospitals and orphanages and shit, then this battle is out of his hands. But hold on, Rodimus, last time you told us that you felt personally responsible, and I know, dear listener, I said it was too stupid to worry about, but he made it stupider. I'll explain. Rodimus feels a debt to Alpha Q to restore his planet because it was the Autobots' job to defend the universe. Sure. But it was all the Autobots' job, not just Rodimus. His feeling guilty for something that happened beyond where he could expect to get to in time to do anything is like a cop in Boston taking it personally if he found out someone in Tokyo had his hubcap stolen. It's not his fault it happened. There's no way he could have known. Even if he did, there's no way he could have done anything about it in time. Why does Rodimus feel the need to make reparations to Alpha Q? At no point has Alpha Q even said the Autobots, oh my goddamn thing, and now this is out of his hands? This is Rodimus? Rodimus's Pontius Pilot moment? What about when you and your hangers-on abandoned the Autobots and Cybertron in the middle of a fucking war and flew off into space, Rodimus? Or, or the future, wherever you went, take your pick. Either way, you abandoned them. I think it's Optimus and the rest of the Autobots you owe a debt to, and, and you left to find other Transformers lost in space. You know, maybe they just wanted to get away from Cybertron and you, because you're... Here we are at the end of another episode of Defenpiss. The episode was Battle Stations. Paul, what was worth fighting in this episode? It wasn't all hands on deck, that's for damn sure. I, uh, again, translation, I bet if you could speak Japanese and watch that show, probably not that bad, but, ugh. Yeah, my, like, afterthought notes here are just literally, meh. <laughs> Had I written any, that's what it would say is meh, but I, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing's really happening in this, like, I've said a couple times in the last couple episodes now like we're just back in the armada story again of who can get control unicron or can the autobots stop unicron nah, 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 nah. we've lost everything that was original about energon was stripped away and now we're just back to literally rad working with optimus in this episode well well even that it's like luring unicron to cybertron it's kind of a gamble, right? But if that had been the plan the whole time, we'll get out there, yes. we'll get his attention, we'll pull him to Cybertron, and then we'll hit him with all the fucking guns. Optimus, it's too dangerous, but it's the only way. That kind of thing. That could have made for a good reason to go there, right? And it had some tension and stuff like that. But Because otherwise, 
If you're bringing them back through the space bridge, you're bringing Unicron closer to Earth. How is that helping? It isn't. It isn't. And I, again, I bet in, I would like to think in the original Japanese version, the story makes sense. And they were like, from the beginning, they were like, we're going to go out and draw Unicron to Cybertron. And here's the plan. Don't worry, Rat will be ready. And then when, the, you know, it's just like we've said a bajillion times, translation, 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 blah. The next episode, Paul and I are going to review is Alpha Q Identity. If you want to talk to a couple guys who don't really know who they are, you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Super Tramp with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. Until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Don't do anything stupid.